drank my apple juice? Oh, y'all don't hear me? Huh? Huh? Who drank my goddamn apple juice? Oh, Terry. Stop cussing. This ain't deaf comedy jam. I put a big ass red. Yeah. Stop cussing. Who 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 who, 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 who drank my goddamn apple juice? Oh. Who drank my goddamn coffee? Coffee, put that coffee down. Who drank my goddamn apple Put that coffee down. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Apple Juice, the podcast. I am Aisha Hadia. I have a very interesting show for you guys today. So, Reggie back. Y'all love Reggie. Y'all just love the fuck out of Reggie. So, Reggie is back again, and he brought his co-host with him. Hey, Dre. What's going on? How y'all doing, people? What's up with it? Hey, Reggie. How you doing, Aisha? How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. So for those of you who do not know, Reggie and Dre host Unapologetic, the podcast, one of my favorite podcasts that I've been literally binge listening to for the past couple of days. Um, Y'all last episode, What is Submissive? Um... I I really enjoyed that show. I actually enjoyed how y'all veered off into the what what generational curses that you guys yeah. were talking about. So yeah, I yeah. like I liked how y'all veered off to that um because that was kind of a little bit of the inspiration of where this show came from or where this episode um idea came from. Um, I like y'all's vibe together. Y'all y'all work really really well together, and I liked it. So great job with your show i wish you guys the you know much success with that thank you thank you thank you 12 years of running a friendship so we just decided to put it on the tube put it for the world to see that's it yeah. oh so that's why y'all vibe so well because y'all been knowing yeah. each other a while jordan pippen jordan pippen okay yeah. all right well today we're going to be talking about parenting um i want to talk about fathers parenting i have two stand-up black fathers sitting in front of me and i want to talk about parenting with y'all now i get on this mic all the time and i talk about parenting from a single mother's point of view how we have to do it all how everything is always left up to the mom and it's always the mom's responsibility etc cetera, etc cetera. but i have two dads one who has been um, a single father with your child actually living with you for a while and other who is actually a grandfather I still for the life of me cannot fathom that you got grandkids Reggie like I really can't but whatever the case may be um I want to talk about some of your experiences as fathers I want to talk about some of your struggles um, when y'all see a lot of these situations and memes and posts and, you know, all this backlash that fathers get for not being there and you guys are actually there, you know, I want to talk about how that makes y'all feel, how that make y'all feel, you know, because um, I can I can name 10 situations where I done said, you know, niggas is ain't shit and they deadbeats and I want to retire that I want to retire that term I actually have retired it from my podcast so I try my hardest not to use those terms I try my hardest not to down black men on my podcast it can be hard it can be hard but I still have faith in y'all um so yeah I want to start with Dre because Dre um I haven't really spoke with you on the mic as much as I have with Reggie so I want to start with you and I want to know some of your struggles as well as some of your triumphs when it comes to being a single father and parenting especially in today's society okay well well first off thanks for having me again and uh I, I really appreciate it we appreciate it uh but as far as me being a dad a single dad uh, of two actually 
Um, I have a, a one-year-old son and a seven-year-old daughter. Okay. Uh, both my daughter being um, in Virginia Beach, Virginia, or Hamp the Hampton Roads, and my son now, uh, as of Tuesday, being in Germany. So uh, the, the, the roadblocks that, that I have endured really were, it came with really with with my daughter and uh her mom and uh i guess the biggest thing was her mom not really really accepting the fact that uh you know with with, with my occupation that i move around a lot so that I, I wouldn't be there like i'm not a i'm not a local to where she's from you know what i mean so um you know with my job you know I could be anywhere in the world, literally anywhere in the world. So it's me being in the military. Uh, that was the toughest thing. And, and you know, when, when it comes down to not even just women, I'm not going to just sing about women. I'm going to talk about people. Um, we have two parents, you know, it, it gets hard. It gets hard for, for one when the other is not around or it's not um, easy accessible as, you know, the people that you see down the street. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for, for me, with, with that, I, I received a lot of backlash in the beginning with that because, yeah, um, the mother of my daughter, she understood to a certain degree. However, when those times got rough and she needed a break, I wasn't there to get a break. Mm -hmm. So it went to a downward spiral where, oh, you know, he ain't shit. We can curse, right? Yes, we can curse. He ain't shit. <laughs> um, he ain't shit. You a deadbeat. Even though, I, you know, I'm paying what I'm supposed to pay. Um, you know, doing what I can and, and, and getting my daughter when I could, um, it still turned into, you know, he's a, I'm a deadbeat in the beginning. I'm a deadbeat because I'm not there when she needed me to be there. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that, that got kind of frustrating. And also, too, just dealing with emotions, period, when it, when it comes down to my kids and their mothers, period, point blank, because, you know, we're all human and we all need to take a knee. Uh, so when it comes down to that, and again, traveling all across the world, man, it's tough because you, you, you looked at it as well. Shit, these are your kids too. You need to be there. Mm -hmm. And when you're not, that's when the ugly thoughts come in. That's when the niggas fall, ain't it falls all on us, or right. it falls on the mom. You know, um, and I definitely, I, I'm not picking sides here because I don't know the full situation. But from my point of view, you know, when we need a break, we need a break. And I don't think men understand how imperative it is for us to get those breaks. So, you know, I've been dealing with kids since from Sunday to Sunday. Mm. I just need I just need five minutes to myself. Yeah. Like, you know, like I can't record an episode without my son knocking on my door. And mm. all he want to do is just stand in here and look me in my face. Mom, what you yeah. doing? How was work? How was work, mama? You know, and it, I don't mind that it's really precious, but sometimes I don't want the responsibility of being mom, you know? Right. So, I definitely yeah. can understand the struggles of that stress of a parent needing, you know, a break. And then for your partner who y'all make the decision to bring these children into the world, you know, they're not there to help you like they, like you would expect them to be. So I definitely understand that. Yeah. And then when you, when you think about it with, you know, when you, when you talk about making a decision, you know, uh, us as adults sometimes, you know, whether you're in love or you're spitting kitten or whatever you want to call it, you don't um, read fine print. And when I say the fine print, I mean, hey, it's going to be times where mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to do what it is that you want me to do yeah. on both sides. Yeah. And uh, sometimes sometimes we fall short of that. A lot of times we fall short of that as adults, as parents, 
not thinking about the other person. And I'm and I'm guilty of it as well. So right. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes the other person isn't willing to compromise with that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was I'm sitting here thinking because you said that you know, even though you're doing what you're supposed to do as a father for your child, but because you didn't do it when she wanted mm-hmm. you to, you know, that's where the problem came in. Um, and you you're you know, you do you was doing your what you what you were supposed to do, but I feel as though, and please don't, y'all don't kill me for this, but I feel like it's it's not about necessarily doing it when she wants you to, but the child is not your only responsibility in in a situation like this. And I don't think people look at it like that either. I feel like if you're in a relationship, you still have a responsibility to your woman as well as the child, you know? So a lot of that could have just been, she just wanted you to be there, period. You know? Well, with my daughter. No, I'm talking as far as oh, yeah. with, with her, you know, she, she may put the blame on your daughter. You're not here, you know, for whatever you, she may need you there for the daughter. But a lot of times it could have just been, she wanted to look at your face for a second and you weren't there for her to look at. Well, she for may my, just needed your attention and you wasn't there. Well, for, for my daughter, for my daughter, um, her mother and I were never in a relationship oh yeah we were never in a relationship yeah so it it was a what you call a sneaky leak oh oh so you y'all was on that type of time yeah it was it was a sneaky it was it was sneaky type time hey you call me let's rock out and i call you let's rock out but it was just like where's my man jay-z it was just that night where the dress was real tight <laughs> okay, well, that definitely changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely changes the dynamics of the whole situation because you know it gets to a point where you are doing what you're supposed to do. You just not doing it when she wants you to, and then right. it goes that you a deadbeat conversation. Man. Okay, I get and it's it. Probably, and it's probably some resentment in that too because yeah. Uh, then, no because she probably wanted more like, yeah by herself yeah absolutely. all right reggie so you chiming in how is parenting for you what are some struggles that you've uh endured as a, a father and a grandfather because you have a whole grandbaby it's <laughs> I, I, still unbelievable to me but um thanks for having me back again you're um, more than welcome y'all know y'all welcome anytime okay might hold you to that but uh so some of my struggles um me and my well it it mostly came with my oldest daughter who is um 21 now she'll be 22 in june wow but um right (laughs) i have i have a 15 year i know right Dre? like time has flown so so time has flown so much but um i i have my uh, my youngest daughter is 15 um me and her mom co-parent well um no, never had issues. All my issues came with my oldest daughter. Me and my oldest daughter, her, me and her mom was married. Um, we were married for close to five years. We got divorced when passion was turning. She was five going on six. And so um, divorce was kind of ugly. Through the divorce procedure, I was uh, granted full custody of her. So from five to 18, when she, I guess, left the house out, I was um, parenting her. She stayed with me. And I had a lot of the same issues that uh, Dre spoke about just far as in, um, and you probably experienced as well, being a single parent, just um, being the one that that's, you know, is solely relied on because, you know, it's hard 
in its in its in itself to get full custody of your child. I didn't I didn't even I wasn't even asking for for full custody. She just wasn't financially capable. So they saw it deemed or necessary for me to get it. So um I didn't get child support from her. I didn't get anything like there. I I never really had any kind of, you know, support for her. Even when my daughter would go stay with her mom, I'm sending her mom money for my for my daughter, which I shouldn't have to. You know, um, but a lot, a lot of the issues I came, I had was with, with dating. Um, just, you know, um, my, um, the, the, the pitfalls and roadblocks that my, my um, daughter's mother, you know, put into place, you know, to where it made dating hard for me because my daughter, I guess she would feel some kind of way because something her mom told her. So if I would have, you know, um, a woman over or, or introduce my daughter to someone, my daughter had an attitude or she, um, you know, felt some kind of way. Um, there was one time I think I was at work and um, the lady I was dating was, um, happened to stop over my house to do something. And uh, it was late at night. And I want to say my daughter was probably about 13 or 14. So she could be at home by herself. But I was just like, you know, I told the lady, um, I was like, hey, um, just make, make sure, um, you told I, I I told you know make sure you tell my daughter uh, don't forget her bedtime and you know she she told her that you know I was on the phone with her and the lady left next thing I know my daughter's mom called me and was like you don't need to be having no bitches in your house telling my daughter uh, when her bedtime is and that and the third and I'm like what are you talking about she was like I was on the phone with with passion when um when when that bitch told her uh you know uh, your dad said don't forget uh your bedtime I'm like what. Uh, you know, but though she was merely the vessel translating the message uh, for, uh, from your mouth to your daughter. Absolutely, but <laughs> that, that, that's probably one of the uh, biggest issues I just had, just far as in me trying to, you know, establish a life outside of um a dating life outside of you know uh outside of uh my marriage, you know that that um you know ended in divorce. The other mm-hmm. stuff what wasn't really um that big because her mom wasn't necessarily around a whole lot of the time her mom was um in charlotte she was in new york she was in delaware she was in texas she was in atlanta so um her and my daughter never had like real real constant communication but when she came in the picture like she brought a whole lot of hell and drama into the picture Mm -hmm. no um i never asked her for anything for money um or or any other other stuff so i never really had, had to deal with that but uh Yes, just me, me, me having a life and even trying to be a good father and maintain a certain image to a, a, a young lady mm-hmm. was hard because for the longest, I didn't even know this. Um, my, uh, my daughter thought I was a, a womanizer and a cheater because her mom told her that. Oh, and wow. The reason why she told her that is because, you know, um, I had started dating you know, through our, our, our divorce procedure, our divorce like procedure process lasted two years. And I just wasn't gonna sit on my ass for two years and not date nobody just because I'm going through a divorce. Right. Once I did, the lady I was uh, dating, which is my um, youngest daughter, her mom, she ended up getting pregnant. So my ex-wife told my daughter like, yeah, um, we were still married and he had another woman pregnant. So in her mind, I was cheating. And that's what, that was the story that was told to my daughter. Wow. (sighs) 
Okay, so we mentioned daughters. Let's talk about that for a while. So you guys both parent daughters. How yeah. how is that, Reggie? You had your daughter since she was five, I think you said. Mm-hmm. So you've experienced her coming on her menstrual cycle, her <laughs> with boys, the attitude. You experienced all of that. How how was that for you as a father? Because normally that you know the mom steps in and we kind of be there to save y'all from having to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so how was that for you being a full-time dad at the time when she hit those quote unquote milestones? So for me, it was it was hard because my daughter is is a very she that mom and daughter connection is is just something that's undescribable. Like no, no matter how bad her mom was always doing, she always wanted to be with her mom. She always wanted to be up under her mom. Her mom could have been standing, living out of a, out of a hotel and she mm-hmm. would want to go stay with her mom versus stay with her dad. When you're with dad, dad, you have your own room, you have your own bed, you have your own everything. Kids don't care nothing about that. Yeah, exactly. Not so about that. so it, it was always kind of like, hard for me trying, you know, feeling like I was the uh, outside person trying to, you know, get in, you know, and get her to just, you know, talk to me about certain things, certain things like that, and just open up, you know, because um, dad is a boy, and, you know, I guess it's some things that she felt like she couldn't talk to dad about, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that that was the hard, hardest part for me, and, and even, you know, once they start getting older, um, to the point to where, you know, she felt like she's daddy girl and she don't want to disappoint dad. So even when she got pregnant, um, I was the very last person to find out. And then she didn't even tell me like in person and face, she waited till I went on a, on a vacation. I was in, I was in, um, I was in the uh, Caribbeans eating, drinking my ties and shit in the pool. And I get a text message like telling me she's pregnant. She had already known she was pregnant for a month. I um, got pregnant my senior year of high school. I had just moved out of my mom's house and like two months later, I was pregnant, okay? My dad, this happened the beginning of my senior year. So I got pregnant in November. My dad did, my dad cut me off. I didn't hear from him. Mm. He would call me. Wow. I didn't hear, he, he showed up at my graduation my, he showed up at my senior graduation, and that was the first time I had spoke to my dad since he found that I was pregnant. And my uh, daughter was due. My daughter was in. She, my, my daughter ended up being born like a month later. Uh, like he cut my dad cut me off completely. Now, mind you, he was in and out. You know, so it's not like he was he was in my life full time. But it's just it was just a disappointment for him. You know, he just wanted so much more. For, I'm his only girl and mm-hmm. he wanted so much more from me. He didn't want me to be pregnant in in high school. He didn't want me to start off this fresh new life of being out of school. And instead of, you know, enjoying life and traveling and being with friends, I'm at home nursing a baby, you know? So he was extremely disappointed in me to the point where um i didn't hear from him my whole pregnancy so you know here's a hard truth and a hard pill to swallow um by you saying that he had been in and out um you could say a lot of the, a lot of that falls on him what what uh keys and tools did he give you 
Oh you no, know. my mom, my mama raised me. My my father had like See? the information that I got from my dad that I felt like I would need to know to a certain extent. I didn't learn those things till I got older. Exactly. Um, so, you know, so I'm, my my situation a little different from yours because my dad wasn't in my life. Right. But you're you're in your daughter's life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so our this the context of the situation is different. I'm not she told you she was she was more so afraid to tell you to your face rather mm-hmm. than, you know she sent the text message, you know? So, um, in my case, I called my dad on the phone, told Mm -hmm. him I was pregnant and he was really upset, hung up the phone. I haven't, I didn't hear from him till before my daughter was born. But so, so what I was saying is that, I mean, had he been a little more active, things might have been different. So, I mean, he, he can kind of blame himself as well. I mean, be, yeah, being but more, being y'all more know black parents they they not oh, no, they not they nothing they fault that's a generational curse okay mm-hmm. they not they they don't think that they did anything wrong ladies the season is changing and so should your wardrobe footage boutique has some of the season's hottest pieces to spice up your look specializing in women's fashion in sizes small to extra large don't let this quarantine stop you from looking fly girl head on over to footageboutique.com and shop now also enjoy 10 percent off of your entire order with discount code caj10 tell them i eat shit the coffee and apple juice podcast sent you that being a generational curse for black black parents acting like they they can't say I'm sorry or it was my mistake, my fault. Yeah, mm-hmm. my mama don't know how to apologize. Which is absolutely. Ask me if I'm hungry. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, black parents, and it's crazy because I, I, it's 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 like I find myself so okay. I got a case of soda in my refrigerator, all right? So I'm just drinking and drinking. I'm not keeping up with how many I done drunk, how many I have a drunk. But if I come home and I feel like one of my sodas missing, I'm cussing the whole house out, okay? <laughs> but then I come over here and sit at my desk and see the damn soda can sitting right there where I done drunk it. Mm, it but I done cuss y'all out. I, I can't take that back. So it's like you, I don't know to apologize to y'all. I just like, I want something to snack on. Like I just ask them if they want something to snack. I try to do something to soothe them out, and you know, cause I'm I gotta get in the habit of apologizing. I think you know, you know Mama love you, huh? You, y'all want yeah, some? My know kids know I love them. I, that's, that's what you say. You know Mama love you. Want some snacks or something? <laughs> man, you know what it took for my mom, man. My mom, uh, she didn't. The first time I got an apology from my my mom was uh, I was 28 years old. Oh, my I, was, I was 28 years old, and she said, "You know what?" She said, looking back on it, if, if I knew back, if I knew now what I knew back then and, and when I uh, when she moved me to D.C. from uh, Concord. And uh, she said, if I if I knew what I knew now, as far as sports goes and me playing sports, I would I would have let you stay put for one more year because now I see. Now I see what's going on. And she was telling me, you know, I look on. She told me, she said, I look on the TV and these players. They, 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 you know, they put up their stat lines and how much that they weigh and, and how tall they are. And she said, Well, damn, they the same size as my damn son. 
but she didn't understand. That's that's the first time. Now, now I've had more over the years, but that was the first time she apologized. So you guys feel like if my father was in my life a little bit more, he might not have been as disappointed as mm-hmm. than he was with me getting pregnant. Well, n- n- not more or less uh, more disappointed. Um, even though as much as you love your, your child that, that you had, that you're pregnant with, that timeline may have been pushed back a little bit. You may have not- Absolutely. Not have gotten pregnant right. as soon. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you might, you might. So for whatever reason, like again, we don't know your, we don't know your backstory, and that's okay. But however, um, you know, if, if it was to a point where you were confiding in another man, had you had the main man in your life, it might not have went that way. Right. I get it. I definitely I definitely understand. I I honestly do feel like if my father was in my life more or full time. I think my life would have turned out completely different because, you know, mind you, my children were conceived from relationships where I thought I was in love, but Mm -hmm. because I had never been shown real love from a man like that, Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what love was. So I'm going off of what I think it is, you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah, I totally, I totally agree. I totally agree. 100%. So now, Dre, have you um, experienced any difficulties as far as uh, with your daughter, as far as raising your daughter? You said she's, you said she's seven? She's seven now. Okay. So she's, yeah, still, so she's still young. She, she's young, but uh, I actually, you know, even at seven and these kids are so advanced now, you have this internet. So uh, last month, um, I get a call from, uh, from her mom. And they're saying, you know, hey, you know, you better check your girl because she's on on TikTok giving people giving giving some some dude or some quote unquote little boy uh, her passcode and all that stuff and let him post on her stuff. And I'm looking through her phone, and she's, you know, they're calling each other baby and sweetheart and stuff like that. Oh wow! Right? Yeah. Right. 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 And uh, come to find out, it was a predator. So, oh man, really? Yeah, yes. Wait, 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 say that again. Yeah, uh, so the so little boy Skyler, turned out to be a predator, so it ooh. wasn't a little boy at all. No, it was, yes. a, it was a, yeah, it, it was, it was a, it was a grown ass man. Wow. And, uh, but you know what? I had to check myself. I was upset. I was mad. And, and you know, at first I went off. I, well, I wanted to go off on her and, you know, like this, that, and third, but then I had to check myself and say, you know what? Wait a minute. Let me ask her why, why she gave up that her phone number, why she did this, why she did that. And her answer was, well, daddy, because I get lonely in here and I can't talk to you all the time. Aww. Right. So it I don't make know if you it feel was, some type of way. Man, it did. It, it, it did. I don't, I don't know if it was a, a play on words or she really felt that way. By default, I got to go with it being that she really felt that way. That's my baby. Right. So in turn, it made me say, OK. Yes, yes, you provide financially. Yes, you know, you get you get her for the summer. Yes, you make sure when she's around that she knows that she is second to none. Yes, you do all you do all these things, but what else can you do? Obviously, I dropped the ball somewhere. So now it's you know, I'm texting in the morning, hey, poo-poo, I love you, I'm proud of you, have a good day. Daddy always here for you no matter what. I don't even speak on the I don't even speak to her about the whole what she did or or how she was wrong in that situation or what it could have how it turned how it could have turned left. 
Um, I did that first. See, I don't mean to cut you off, but I feel like you really, you really should have had that conversation with her because a lot of these kids don't know. Um, my son, my 13 year old, so he's responsible for taking out the trash and he has a habit of when he takes the trash out, whether it be night or day, he won't lock the door back. Mm. And I think it's just, he's just not, he don't understand the consequences of not locking the door back, you know? Um, so I had to kind of sit my, I sat all my kids down and I had to tell them, you know, when I was younger, we didn't lock the door back and somebody broke into the house and kidnapped us, you know? And I didn't, I didn't want to, I don't like going to the extreme, but I be having to let my kids know it is imperative that y'all lock this door back when y'all come in the house, because you never know who was outside watching us and may decide that they want to come in here and take our stuff, you know? Right. So, right. So and, I, I, no, and, I, and I did, I did had a conversation with her, uh -huh. but I'm just saying like day in and day out, once I said what I said, you know, with, you don't bring with, it back up. Yeah, you know, okay. with, with with dads, with dads and their daughters, um, you know, the 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 level of disappointment, like Reg was talking about when uh, Passion initially told him about her being pregnant or expecting, uh, you know, even even at 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 seven, you know, or at six, when it, when it boils down to my when my daughter was six and we had to have a, that candid conversation, you know, I don't I don't even to the point out where I don't even have to, you know, whoop her or nothing like that because my words are going to sting her way more than that belt or my hand will. Mm -hmm. So when I said what I said to her, you know, we were on FaceTime and she couldn't even, you know, I told her the importance of being safe and she doesn't know just because people are nice to her doesn't mean that they have her best interest at hand and that there are people there, there are grown men out here that are older than daddy that will take advantage of her and it will not be good for any of the parties involved. So mm -hmm. once I once I broke that down to her, I mean she I mean she was a a a, a, <laughs> a waterfall of tears, man, you know. Okay. And uh, so, but, but yeah, so I I did touch on it, but however, it's like all right, this happened. You're young, be a kid. It's okay to be a kid. Let's move on. Daddy's not mad at you. Daddy, daddy just wants you the best for you. And I got to do my job of protecting her at all costs. That's all. Okay. Now yeah. you also mentioned. I'm sorry, Reggie. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to add on uh, for what he's saying, because, you know, as we know, my daughters are a little older. It's, 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 it's hard because these days our kids are trying to go up, grow up a lot faster than mm -hmm. they should and, and a lot faster than what we did. Like, it's just so much more technology and they're advanced in so many ways that it's so hard to, um, you know, manage all that stuff that that you know, protecting them from this, protecting them from that. And then in the same sense, their friends have a TikTok. Why can't I have a TikTok? My right. friend got a Snapchat. Why can't I have it? Or this or that. And, you know, right. so, man, look, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's move forward. And we're going to talk about some of the double standards with father's parenting and mother's parenting, okay? So like I mentioned earlier, there was a post where um, a lady was basically saying her husband or her boyfriend is not going to be allowed to change her, you know, her daughter's diaper. Um, you know, there's always that when the mom and dad breaks up, the child always stays with the mom and 
your kids live with their dad, you're looked at as like some type of deadbeat or whatnot. So I want y'all to kind of just share with me how y'all feel about some of the double standards when it comes to single mothers versus single fathers. Well, I think uh, when, it, when it boils down to the double standard, you know, we're, we're having um, children that they have to be with their moms or whatever, be clear. Uh, with me and my son, you know, me and my son were together for about six months uh, while his mom got situated in another country. And uh, at the end of the day, I did everything I could, you know, uh, to, to raise him and to do what I needed to do for him to make sure he was good to go. Uh, you know, it took took a, a village, honestly. They say it takes a village. It literally took a village at times for me to get help. However, um, in that, I learned that no, it's not that I'm not equipped to have my son full time because I, I, I'm, I'm very able to do that. However, I do feel like there's no love like a mother's love. Um, and, and that bond is is started when they're in your womb. Mm. So, you know, with that, I would never be able to uh, compete with that. Not that I would try to but I will never be able to compete with that. So I do know, I do understand why people think that, but let's not shun the dads out here like myself and like Reggie right. that we, that, that our whole lives, you know, when it comes down to a man, I believe in, in, in you know, I saw it from Reggie um, being, being, you know, my big homie. Um, but I had to take on my son and my whole life changed. I had to change everything. And the thing that the problem is that it's guys out here, it's men out here. I think that that comes from the men that aren't willing to change, that aren't willing to say, hey, well, I can't run these streets. Hey, I got to have this dinner up. Hey, you can't just be ravioli and, and, and damn McDonald's every night. Mm-hmm. I have to get in here. I have to have a set schedule. I have to do these things. It's really life changes for life altering. And, and your, uh, your baby was a couple months at the time because he's one now. So you said you had yeah. him for six months. So you were still changing diapers, making man, bottles, all of it. Man, listen, every day, sun up to sun down, you know, like you said, changing diapers, uh, making lunch for daycare, coming home, cooking dinner, reading bedtime stories, taking up, you know, giving baths every day, making sure that he's good to go, you know, reading stories, all that stuff, man yeah all that stuff but i will say you you asked another what was the other question that was the second part of the question i'm sorry um as far as like the double standards um because like it's okay for when women do it but when women do it is when men do it it's you know it's it's like looked at a certain way i mean i don't i'm not gonna sit here and normalize that only mothers should change diapers i'm not gonna do that I'm not even finna sit there and say I agree with that, but you know that was just something that I was, you know, I saw. And then like, um, so like if the if the mom and dad break up, the children are are it's normalized that the children stay with the mom versus mm-hmm. going with the dad. You know, I want to if if my if my children's fathers were able to get them full time, I'd be packing their shit up right now and y'all go listen to my daddy. You know, um, but on the outside looking in. Well, well, Aisha, what's going on with you that you can't keep your kids? You know, and I'm sitting, I will say, well, what's going on with him that he can't keep his kids? You know, so it's like, it's just, it's the situation when the tables is turned, the energy is not reciprocated for fathers as it is for mothers. 
Um, so I just basically wanted to know how y'all felt about, you know, just the fact that moms get a little bit more leeway versus dad. Yeah. Like we, they laid on y'all heavy. You yeah. can see a man walking down the street with his daughter with like our, okay. So when I used to work at this clothing store, there was this guy, he would come into our store every other week with his daughter and women used to always praise him for being a stand-up dad, a single father, you know, doing what he right. needs to do to raise his daughter. And he, I remember listening to one of the conversations. He had to tell the lady, listen, don't praise me for doing what I'm supposed to do. I don't, I don't need no extra. I don't need no extra. Uh, I don't need no rewards for taking care of my daughter, for bringing her to the store, buying her clothes because she need these clothes. You know, don't. He was like, he was like, don't get offended, but don't do that because right. I'm. Doing Thing. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as a father and it was like hearing that you know I guess because seeing a seeing single fathers do you know take care of their responsibility is really rare in our community um I guess they was just so amazed at the fact yeah. that they, they that's not something they're used to seeing you know but whatever the case may be I really just wanted y'all to kind of speak y'all piece on how that makes y'all feel as single fathers who wake up in the morning, get kids ready for school. Y'all change diapers, y'all fix bottles. Y'all had these conversations with the daycare teachers if something to go wrong. You know, when the school calls the phone, they call y'all, you know, how how does it make y'all feel to know that when a mom is parenting is one thing, but when a father's parent, the energy isn't reciprocated. Well, well again, I think, I think it goes back to, uh, you know, what society tells us and, and what, what, what us and I'll just speak on black men uh, on what some black men show. Again, you, you, uh, I appreciate you giving myself and uh, Reggie our flowers as far as being single dads and handling our business. However, there's a lot that aren't. Oh, trust lot. me, I know. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot that aren't. And I will say that, you know, it's to the point where you have to really sit back. And I, as a matter of fact, I had a conversation. Uh, with my homeboys in, in my group chat. And I, and I said, you know, I'm dad. I'm so glad that I don't deal with any. Because at the end of the day, like Reggie showed me the blueprint, you know, it was hard. I saw I saw when he, when, when he needed to take a knee. I saw when, you know, he was upset. I saw the things that he endured. However, I also saw that no matter what, he stood up mm. and that showed me and that helped me. No matter what's going on, he still stood up every single time. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's no point. I don't want the I don't you don't have to give anybody. I agree with you. You don't have to give them. You shouldn't have to give a man kudos. I think it just happens. It's just so many men that, you know, they're 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 ready to lay down and, you know, do whatever. And why are you in that bed? But when it comes down to the responsibility, it's like, nah, I'm going to go ahead and head out. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. 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 I, I think uh, it's sad that you know, we have to look at it like that way and like, man, pat this guy on the back because it shouldn't even have to be that way. It should be just something that's normal. Um, there are a lot of guys out here too that want to do those things to take care of their child and they're not uh, afforded the opportunity. Because, oh, my, oh that, right. honey, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> whole nother <laughs> conversation. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, the, the whole uh, dynamic of it. So when... Uh, People would ask me about me having full custody of my daughter. You know, I would tell them, you know, um, I was granted it through the divorce. And the first thing was like, wow, like, why? 
You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what do you mean yeah. why? I laid down yeah. and made this baby just as right. much as my wife did. Why right. can't yeah. I, yeah. you know, like. Then the next question would be, what's wrong with her? You see? Like, like my child is supposed to like automatically be with mom, but the way everything is set up, that's naturally how it goes. You it's know, um, I think the courts would be, should hmm. take a hard look at who is most financially capable. Of, of taking care of this child. Suitable period, I think, Rich. Suitable but you know period. what? And to chime in, I really, I think that's what they do. You know, so if, okay, I have never been through a custody battle, but with child support, um, my, my, my children's father's child support was not only based on his income, but my income. Mm, right. So, they 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 basically told him the you're gonna pay more in child support for your child than you do for your other child because this mom makes a little bit more money and That's you have to afford that child the same lifestyle that the mom can afford that child. Mm-hmm. Now child support is gonna be a whole nother topic because right. this that's a you know that's that's a bittersweet topic in 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 our culture mm-hmm. because everybody don't see it for what it's supposed to be they see it for how they want to see it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you got some good fathers out here with trash ass baby mamas and yeah. they take them out on child support to be bitter but then mm-hmm. you have good mothers who really need the help and they take the fathers out on child support but those fathers don't pay you know they 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 do whatever it is that they want to do when they want to smoke they can go smoke but mm-hmm. we can't get y'all to pay these little 50 dollars y'all need to be paying or whatever but that's a whole nother conversation we're not talking about child support right now we're not talking about that right now we're just more so talking about how the energy isn't reciprocated right. when it comes to mother's mm-hmm. parenting and then father's parenting mm-hmm. It's don't, definitely systematic, man. It's definitely, I'm up at risk. It's definitely systematic. Yeah. And uh, and I'll give you a prime example. So uh, for, for my daughter, right? So my daughter, you know, when we went through the whole process as far as, uh, you know, me getting her and visitation rights, things like that, like went through the whole uh, system, you know, state system or whatever in Virginia. Uh, you know, you know, at, well, Reggie knows, but maybe you don't know. Uh, you have, you know, they, they grant you a, assign you a guardian item, right? They assign you a guardian item and this person is the the uh, middleman, if you will, as far as what the judge will, you know, grant. So the guardian item was in Virginia, um, went by and saw, you know, what, how um, my daughter's mom was living and I, and you know, I'm not here to knock anybody, but I'm just giving you facts. So she was living at the time, she was living in a two bedroom with six people, not, you know, financially stable at all, you know, in the hood, in Virginia, right? Cool, got it. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, I'm down here in Grovetown, Georgia, with a 3,800 square foot house, six bedrooms with three people in it. A military, dual military, as far as myself and my wife goes. And this person still felt like that the best, the be- not only did they did they say that uh, my daughter should should stay with her mom, but did not come down here to see how I was living. Yeah, didn't, that's definitely didn't see, systematic. 
Yeah, didn't see any. Didn't, didn't come out here. Didn't see anything. If you just would have came, you could have pulled up into my 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 driveway, and you would you would have felt the difference. You would have mm. felt the comfort. But because Virginia had a ulterior motive, they said no. She should be with her mom, and that, my friends, is unacceptable. Yeah. yeah. So, now you said they knew she was in a two bedroom with six other people. They knew it. Yeah. They they actually so she was in Virginia. So the guardian litem actually went to her home. They live oh, in the same wow. home. Mm-hmm. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like she's showing she didn't even have her own residence. She didn't even have her own residence. Hmm. So you mean to tell me someone that doesn't have their own residence? Meanwhile, fully capable financially of supporting the child. When I'm doing with it, everything that I need to do, I'm showing, I'm paying what you want me to pay, and I'm still upholding my lifestyle. I'm still being a good parent. I'm still taking care of my responsibilities. You think they gave a damn about that? Yeah, that's crazy. And, and at the time, married, so married, he, so he's yeah. a family man. You know, yeah. and he crazy. had extra support. Right, he had the support system. Yeah, that's crazy. Didn't so, care about none of that. And the system is just flawed. So me, me going through the system, going through that divorce and, and everything. Um, like I said, my daughter's mother wasn't capable at the time. So I had my daughter was actually staying with me. So um, once we had our court date, her mom didn't show up. Um, I wasn't asking for custody. I wasn't asking for anything. I already had custody of her because she was staying with me. I just didn't have legal custody. Right. But I mean, had they said, you know, um okay, your daughter's going to go stay with her mom, then, okay, it is what it is. Because that's why I expect it anyway. But her mom never showed up, never showed up to that, to that court appearance. Um, the judge said, well, we're going to set another date to give her opportunity to come here and do whatever else. Had that been me, Mm-mm. it wouldn't have happened that way. They would have gave her what she wanted, mm-hmm. whatever she was asking for. The only things I was fighting for, because she wanted to still be the beneficiary, beneficiary on my... Uh, Life on my uh life insurance. Oh, so it's one of them. Yeah, (laughs) she was asking for uh, a whole lot of money. So that's the type of stuff I was fighting for. I wasn't asking for the custody and all this other stuff because, like I said, she was still staying with me. Um, but yeah, they they gave her another opportunity to show up. She didn't show up to that one. So then that's when they said, okay, we're not going to send keep making you come back to court paying paying money for you know another court court uh parents. So. They basically granted me a uh, full custody and everything else. But yeah, like I was saying, um, when I do tell people that they ask me those questions, why and what's wrong with the mom? Um, and to just circle back a little bit on what you said about the uh, lady talking about her, uh, she she don't, her husband, her husband or her boyfriend won't be allowed to change her daughter's diaper. Now, now boyfriend, I can, I, I think it-, it The father, me, the father of the child. The, the father, I think that's absurd because, um, you lay down with this man. If you have issues, I, I think that's deeply rooted in, okay, um, she probably has some trauma. She has some kind of traumas to where she has been touched or she's seen something, but mm. this is the man you decided to bring into your life and, and, and uh, bear a child with. So if that, that speaks a lot on, on that individual as well. That speaks a lot on her. You will trust this man with your body yeah, yeah, enough to saying, give yeah. you a baby, exactly. but you won't trust him enough to help you up to right. maintain the baby. Like, makes no sense. 
when when my son um when my son was born he's 13 now but when he was a newborn and he had his circumcision and everything like his father i would tell him come in here so i could show you how to put mm. this vaseline on him you know etc et now he took it upon himself to say i'm scared i might be being too rough i can understand that but to yeah. for me to just say oh well no i don't feel comfortable with you changing my baby's diaper that clearly shows that I feel some type of way about you to where I don't trust you enough around the private area of your, of our child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like make it make sense. You laid down and you made, he was, you was comfortable with him with your private parts. Right. Absolutely. But he can't help you change his child's diaper. That's absurd. I went through that. I went through that. The um, my, my daughter's mom, um, she told me um, back when I was living in Virginia, that she didn't feel comfortable with my daughter sleeping in my bed. Hmm. As if I would touch on my daughter or, or some some crazy shit like that. I'm like, this is my this is my baby, man. Like, I mean, I know what happens. Don't get it fucked up. I know what happens, but hmm. me? <laughs> that just I, like I said I think that goes with either some back trauma mm-hmm. you know something that she just haven't overcame yet mm-hmm. and you know that that's basically what that is it's some trauma there I'm the type of parent if I don't trust you that's one thing but that me not trusting you that had to come after the child was born right. you know what I'm saying now if I made the mistake of having a baby by somebody that I just didn't know that's a different story but mm-hmm. if we was in a relationship and we decided to bring a baby into this world I'm going to trust you with my child you know that's the way it should be right mm-hmm. all right so let's go let's take a step deeper into the conversation um I want to know about some parenting styles you guys was raised I'm not sure if y'all was raised in, raised in single family homes or if your father's was in your lives now, but let's compare how you guys was parented um, to how you're parenting your children. Is there any difference? Like, do you guys raise your child children the way that your mothers and fathers raised y'all? For me, there, there's a a big difference, a big difference. Um, For, for most of my life, I was in a single parent household. Um, My mom divorced my my father, um, I was at a young age. She remarried. I want to say I was about 16 or so. So um, I don't remember a whole lot of my, uh, I guess, the parenting things from when I was, uh, when, when I was with my mom and my dad. Um, now her, you know, us growing up, we grew up in a whole different time era to where you get your ass whooped. Um, your mom would go to work and leave you at home and you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and don't 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 open, don't open door. my door for nobody. Yep. Yep. Don't answer the phone. Um, <laughs> food right here, you do this, you do that. So um yeah, so so that um um I try to understand, you know, where I came from growing up to where it is now to where, you know, our kids are way more um inquisitive is it's a, always a bunch of questions and you know I, I i for the most part i don't think i had to had the nuts to ask my mom why anything when she said something when she said when she said it, it that was it 
Yeah. But kids these days, um, they, they want to know why, why they got to do this. Um, why are you saying that or whatever else? And I, that just wasn't, honestly, I don't think I just, our generation in general, um, you know, uh, so I try to keep those things more, more in mind now. Um, and then the whole depression factor and anxiety and all this other stuff, because, um, my youngest daughter has, you know, had a bout with, with uh, depression and anxiety, you know, and, and just for some reason not feeling wanted when she has everything in the world she could possibly want, you know, but um, that wasn't something that we dealt with. So I think we got to be a little more um, in tune with, with kids these days versus us, because I, I honestly, I don't, and maybe it happened. I don't remember any of my friends or me and myself dealing with any kind of, any kind of anxiety, depression, or anything you like that. You probably did. You just didn't know what it was. Right. You didn't like, know what it was. So, and then you're, you're, a, you're a boy. You're a man. So, you know, when you was younger, you were told to brush that shit off. Go sit, go sit right. down. Go, go sit down. So, we'll quit all that crying. We'll go outside and play. Okay. Right, so, so, yeah. You, so, yeah. We dealt with it. We just didn't know what it was called. And we didn't understand it. So, we probably just brushed it off. But now, here we are as adults. Mm-hmm. oh so that's why i was feeling like that mm-hmm. that's why i wanted to stay in my room or that's why i didn't want to be bothered with nobody right. because i was feeling this so yeah we so I, we, we suffered yeah. from it we just didn't know what it was or mm-hmm. we was told to you know brush that shit off right so i think th- th- that's some of the differences with with just uh parenting today just trying to do those things because uh you know i um it's a whole different whole different generation and I guess how trying to raise them versus how we was raised. Yeah. I think for me, uh, I take, I, I literally, I, I really take the time to, you know, talk to both of my kids, even with my son, Adonis at one, you know, um, he, he can barely even formulate a sentence. However, I still take the time and I talk to him and uh, I talk to my kids period point blank. And that's something that, that uh, I, I guess I got from, from, from my mama. Um, just talking, figuring it out. If you just talk to a person, if you just talk to anybody, um, they're comfortable enough. They'll let you know what's going on. They will. So that's that's the approach that I take with my kids. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I spoil my kids as, as, as much as I can because of the things that I didn't have or the things that I wanted that I couldn't have. Um, you know, I want to give it all. To, by nat- it's natural. You know, us as parents, we want to do that. Um, so I'll, I'll say I do that. However, my kids work for it. My, my daughter, you know, at, at four years old, you know, she was waking up, making a bed up as much as she could, the best way she could, you know, washing her face, brushing her teeth. Um, by the time and she's waking up at hmm, six 30 every morning by seven 30, seven o'clock, seven 30, she was at the kitchen table, waiting on daddy to come fill that bowl of cereal up. The dog is already walked. The dog is already fed. Everything is good to go. So, uh, and I, I guess that has everything to do with, 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 you know, military background, you know, structure, repetition. Yeah. So uh, that's something that I, that I got from my stepfather, actually. So um, I, I definitely implement how um, I was raised to, to a certain degree into what I do today. I just put a little spin on it, obviously, because the kids today are a little more advanced than what we were hmm yeah so that I, that was going to be my next question um what what are you doing different 
different. Um, I think again, um, like my mom did sit down and, and talk to me. However, um, when it boils down to it, as far as you know, whoopings and stuff. Again, I don't, I don't do that. I don't do it because I feel like I, I well, I know that words mean things. So when it boils down to it, um, words and expressions. So if you see on my face, if you hear in my voice that I'm disappointed, the type of relationship that I have with my kids, not you're going to be a kid. You, I'm not saying you're going to be perfect after that, but you're going to do your best to shy away from that type of stuff. You know, when I was growing up, it was like, hey, well, if it was something that I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing and I know I could be caught, it was like, shit, okay. Well, shit, I could take that little 10, 15 minute whooping, you know, or 10, 15 second whooping. I can Jesus take that. Christ, that's child second. abuse. Second. Yeah, right, right, right. Second. I can take, I can take a couple. I can take, I, I can take, I can take that that solid 10, 15 minute. Mama gonna get tired anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, but but now it's just it's more so of me talking to my kids and, and them letting them know, like, hey, this is what you did wrong. This is why I don't like it. This is why you're not gonna do it again. Punishments, yes. So, you know, making sure that they know that, hey, for every action, there's a reaction. And if you mess up, I'm going to get you, but I ain't going to get you the way everybody else is is, is uh, doing in homes. No, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take something that hurt. I'm going to make it hurt, but not physically. Yeah, that's the difference. I, I do more of the same. I don't I don't. Um, there's there's not not a whole lot of physical. Um, I do. Uh, try to be more more. Uh, give them more of the, um, Hey, this is what you're going to run into growing up, um, at whatever age they're, they're at, because I felt like, um, my mom prepared me for a lot of things, probably the same things that we all were prepared for, but the financial aspects, you know, those things I, I was, uh, prepared for, you know, um, and I was, I was making food for myself at a certain age. I knew, you know, what time I had to go to bed. I knew, you know, um, my mom um, and us being in the military, like my mom, sometimes my mom had to go to the field. So she would be gone two or three days. And me and my sister wasn't even eight, nine, 10 years old. But, you know, we, we knew to go to school, get off the bus, come home, lock the door and we have food. We, you know, we had all, all the other stuff we can do. But, you know, once I left the house, there was a whole bunch of other stuff that I didn't get to get you know, I didn't learn. And that's what I'm trying to implement, you know, with, with my kids. So they know that stuff as well as, you know, the other stuff, because we had the common sense factor. And we always say these days, like these kids are way more smarter than us, but when it comes to common sense, like they don't know a lot. So, oh, they, they don't got it. <laughs> so they, that's, that's one of the things I'm trying to give, trying to give. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm with Dre. I don't um do the necessarily the, the physical uh, punishment. I might, I may, I pop them every now and then, um, and let them know what what it meant when I say I'm gonna pop you. But <laughs> outside of that, you know, no. Even even with my grandbaby, like she knows what that I'm means. I'm sitting here thinking, like, I know you don't pop that grandbaby because you just let her have her way with you. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. But so, sometimes, man, she she so she she's that I, I'm gonna look you in your face type of person. Still do what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I just got to I like I got to get you because you knew better but yeah 
All right. Well, I definitely appreciate you guys coming onto my platform mm -hmm. um, and opening up to us. Uh, please know that the Coffee and Apple Juice podcast is a safe space for single mothers and fathers alike to come on and just, you know, just tell us how y'all feel about certain things. Um, I, I don't like saying that I kind of wanted to show... I, I just wanted to show y'all some love, single fathers, because I need the world to know that it is some out there. All men with children are not deadbeats. And I feel like we don't see enough of stand-up dads like you guys, which is why there is so much um, negativity when it comes to fathers being parents, mm -hmm. because there's such a high percentage of men not owning up to their responsibilities as um. So, ladies, it is still some single fathers out here that are that are stand up. They're going to do what they need to do, as well as make sure that everything on the outside is taken care of. Um, Reggie, it was a pleasure. Dre, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so much for coming on. This is Coffee and Apple Juice, the podcast. Did y'all want to plug in y'all show? Uh, now sure. let's, let's go. Uh, once again, this is... Uh... This is Reggie, but we, Dre and Reg, we are from Unapologetic, the podcast. That's all one word at, uh, well, yep, all one word on IG and uh, Facebook. Um, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. My personal is Reg, R-E-G, is I-Z-A-M-A-Z-I-N at Instagram. That's my personal Trey? Uh, for, yeah, again, so my personal is NSG underscore nomads. Uh, you know, please lock in. Lock in. Look us up, man. We talk about some more and stuff, you know. I, I would like to think. Go, uh, go but, subscribe to us. Yeah, Please do. Man, thank you so much for having me on, having us on. Greatly appreciate it. I, I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, thank you. You know, I feel like I'm going to have a good day today. Got, got some flowers. It's cool. <laughs> yes. And we're going to get you back on with both of us. Please. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate y'all making time for me. Um, I wanted to try to hurry up and get y'all on and off because I know Dre want to watch the game that he's sitting <laughs> and watching right now. Um, so thank y'all again. Um, like they like, like they said, unapologetic the podcast. They're on Instagram, Facebook. You can watch these guys on YouTube as well as on um, podcast platforms. Um, we appreciate y'all coming on. Check us out on Wednesdays. Also, this Sunday, look forward to the coffee shop where I give y'all my top five celebrity news stories of the week. This is Aisha Hadia, and you're listening to Coffee and Apple Juice, the podcast. Coffee. DJ Rose.